In this episode, we're going to hear three very weird and strange encounters. But before we get to the stories, I want to mention there are two new channels of mine that you should definitely check out. The first is Donovan Dread 2, where I release the same great content, just a little shorter in length. Then there's Dread Captures, where we analyze various encounters that were captured on video, that were sent in to us, or that are available online. So if you're digging my content, make sure to hit that subscribe button, and I'll keep narrating these creepy encounters. Now let's get to the stories. Hey there, Donovan. I'm writing to you from Southern PA, with an experience I had this fall. I think it's right up your alley. So... I'm an events coordinator, and I usually work with local farms. I help them organize birthday parties, hay rides, and stuff like that. It's a pretty neat job, and I get to bring my family along to most of the public events at a discount. This fall, I took my parents to the annual apple-picking bash at one of our bigger farms. They were only in town for the weekend, and I figured it would be a nice way to relax. We were in the orchard, collecting our apples and everything. When this terrible smell hit me, it's hard to describe, but it was this acidic metallic reek, and it was overwhelming. It happened so suddenly that it made my eyes water. The smell was so overpowering that it felt like it had knocked the wind out of me. I had to sit down for a second. My parents were fine, and my mom asked me what was wrong. I couldn't explain it. I just felt really clammy and cold. It was hard to think. We were a little ways from the other customers. My mom ran off to get me some water while my dad stayed with me. I think we were both worried I was going to faint. My dad and I were uphill, so we could see over the rest of the orchard. And I realized that it had gotten quiet. When we looked down at the other customers, it looked like everyone had stopped moving. A lot of people were sitting down like I was, or just completely laid down on the ground. It was like we had all collapsed at the same time. I started to get really dizzy. Then my dad went down. I felt too weak to help him up. All I could do was wait it out and hope that my mom was okay. It felt like I was going to pass out at any moment. I don't know how long it lasted. But then the smell was gone. It got easier to breathe and I felt less shaky. I helped my dad up. Whatever happened seemed like it had been worse for him than it was for me. When we looked down at the orchard, we saw other people starting to move and help each other up. Whatever had affected us seemed to leave all at once. My dad and I stumbled down the hill. My mom hadn't made it very far. We found her leaning against a tree trying to catch her breath. I was worried because she had pretty bad asthma, but she seemed to be doing okay. All of us were just happy to be safe. My dad wanted to get out of the orchard as quickly as possible. The other customers had the same idea. There was this mad dash to get to the parking lot. Just a surge of freaked out people all trying to get out at once. My parents and I actually had to stay in the orchard even longer because of the crowd. By the time we finally got to our car, we were able to get on the highway. It was pretty dark out by then. I was a little nervous about driving so soon after that dizzy spell, but I didn't have much of a choice. Now, this particular orchard was about 30 miles out from my suburb. It was a little remote, and we had to travel on a few back roads before we could reach the highway. A lot of the other people were headed in that same direction. So, at first, I was just following the other cars. But then, traffic stopped. We were stuck in the same spot for almost 20 minutes. 
People started getting out of their cars to walk to the front to see what was going on. Maybe a tree had fallen into the road or something. After walking for a while, I saw what was wrong. There was a barricade of police cruisers blocking the road. And not just cruisers. They had those big tank-looking vehicles, you know? The ones they'll sometimes pull out for a riot. They weren't letting anyone pass, but the police officers stayed behind the barricade. No one even came out to talk to us or direct traffic toward a different route. We were just stuck there. I asked a guy in front of me if the officers had communicated at all. He said no. I didn't want to cause a scene, so I just headed back to my car. And I gotta tell you, the longer I walked, the more freaked out I became. I had a feeling something really bad was going to happen. Or something bad already happened, and now they're just out here to clean up the loose ends. When I told my parents what I had seen, they didn't know what to do either. So we were just all waiting there, in the dark, hoping the officers would eventually get fed up and let us pass. And I guess they did. It took a while, but eventually the traffic started to move. I didn't know what changed until we got closer to the front. We each had to get out of the car, and we were asked questions by this doctor. And they split us up. I had to talk to a physician local to the area. My mom said she got interviewed by an army nurse. It took forever, and the questions were really specific. I had to remember my entire medical history on the spot. I was scared to forget anything because I didn't know what would make them keep us there longer. Eventually, they let us pass. The drive back to my house should have only taken about an hour. Instead, it was closer to three. And by the time we got home, we were completely exhausted. No one ever came to talk to us about that mass collapse at the orchard. I don't really know what to do with this story. I feel fine, like my body didn't get affected too badly. But I think we all took part in some sort of experiment. I truly believe that. Growing up in Appalachia, you always hear stories, but you brush them off. However, the warnings that came with the stories, yeah, those you listen to. Don't whistle after dark. If you hear something saying your name, no you don't. Never run in the woods. I can go on, but these are the important ones. I had always thought these were jokes, just some old wives' tales that our moms passed down to make us listen. But that all changed a few years ago, and now I tell these warnings to everyone that says they're coming to visit. It was just another day out in the trails. I had ridden them probably a thousand times in my life. I was checking out the fence line because we had a cow come up missing. I had been out for a few hours, but hadn't seen anywhere that the heifer could have crossed the fence. I turned my horse around and headed back, but then I heard it. I heard my name. I stopped my mare and looked over my shoulder, but there was no one there. I just kind of shrugged it off. I figured my sister was trying to play a prank on me. I would head back to the house and let mom know that she was out there goofing off. But then, I heard it again. I turned around my saddle and scanned the tree line, but I still couldn't see anyone. Sis was always afraid of the woods, so I knew that she wouldn't be further than the first trees, but I couldn't see her at all. I was starting to feel a little uneasy, so I loosened the reins and headed back again. This time, when I heard my name, it was screamed. I was instantly covered in goosebumps. It sounded just like my sister, and she sounded scared. 
Instead of listening to my gut that was telling me to get out of there, I turned my horse around and headed to the woods. But she started tossing her head and sidestepping. She was not having any of it. I tried to calm her down, but she started to panic more. I decided that I would tie her off on a fence post and go check it out on foot. I started towards the trees. Looking back, I don't know what I was thinking, but at the time, I was trying to help my sister. It didn't take long to cross a small field and enter the woods. I started looking for her immediately, but I saw no sign of her. After a few minutes, I was ready to head back to the house, but as I started to head back to the trail and my horse, I heard the scream again. Further into the forest, I took off running, calling her name. She didn't respond, but I just kept running. I knew she was here somewhere, and this far in, she may be lost. My parents wouldn't be happy if I left her out here. I had to find her. I kept running and calling for her, but she wasn't answering. After calling out a few more times, I stopped running. I realized that I was pretty far past any point I could remember. I started trying to trace my steps back and quickly realized that I was lost. I can remember this cold hitting me as I realized that I had no idea which way led back to the trail. It wasn't long before I heard my name again, only this time it was closer, in almost a whisper. I spun around looking frantically. The voice was wrong. It sounded like my sister, but it definitely wasn't her voice that I was hearing. I could hear something moving just out of my sight, and my hair stood on end. It didn't take long for me to make out the creature that was watching me. I heard my name again and looked right where it came from. I could make out this human shape, but it was all wrong. It was on all fours, kind of hunched over. It had a pelt of some type and an animal skull over its head. But the eyes? The eyes were wrong. They were too human to be an animal. I screamed, and it smiled, lunging towards me. I turned and ran like my life depended on it, because as far as I was concerned, it did. This thing was fast, and I knew it was toying with me. I was panting and my body burned, but I wasn't stopping. Finally, I saw the trees thinning out in front of me, and I wasted no time in making it out of the trees. I could hear whatever it was calling my name from the tree line as I hurried to untie my horse. I ignored the calls and threw myself into the saddle. My mare needed absolutely no encouragement to get out of there. We were soon racing down the trail, as whatever it was followed us in the trees. My heart was racing and my palms were sweaty. As we rounded the corner and the house was visible, we didn't stop running. My mare was wide-eyed and terrified. I couldn't blame her. I knew that whatever it was had just followed us home. I rushed to my dad and told him what had happened, yelling for him to get his gun. He looked startled at first, but when he saw how scared I was, he met me at the gate, opening it quickly with his shotgun in hand. Whatever it was chasing me, it stayed in the trees. Dad shook his head as I told him what had happened. He knew that I knew better. I had been warned my whole life, but I didn't believe the warnings or the stories. After that, no one was allowed to check on the fence alone. We had to go in pairs. Don't be like me. Pay attention. These warnings may just save your life. Hi, Donovan. I've been looking for other people who might believe what I'm talking about. 
There are groups on the internet, and I've talked with people, but honestly, it all sounds made up to me, which doesn't help my confidence when I share this, but I think this is the place to tell my story. My wife had been bugging me for a few weeks. She asked me to set up security cameras on the perimeter of her home. She wanted a camera set up over the garage, too. A few random things had been happening around our house for a couple of weeks, and my wife was pretty concerned. There were several nights when our trash can was moved. It was never knocked over or spilled, but it was moved across the yard. We have a fence and a gate that locks on the outside of our house. Three nights in a row, the lock was unfastened and the gate was open. My wife saw our dog in the front yard. I tried to tell her it was just neighborhood kids, but she persisted that it wasn't. So I went out and I spent a bunch of money and bought all these security cameras. I work long days, so it took a lot of coffee to get acclimated to staying awake and watching the cameras. The first couple nights, nothing happened. I was beginning to think my wife was going crazy. Maybe she needed more sleep. I was trying not to doze off on the fourth night. It was a Saturday. It was late, and I was awake because I didn't have to be at work early the next morning. First, I saw the camera in front of the garage blink out, and it went white for maybe a half a second. When the picture came back, our trash can was moved to the other side of the driveway. The camera on the side of the house turned off on its own. It just went black. I rewound the tape but saw the exact same thing I saw the first time. Just white for a flash. I went outside to check it out. It was quiet out, which is totally normal at 2 a.m. where I live. It's a pretty quiet neighborhood. I saw nothing out of place, except for that trash can. I grabbed the handle of the trash can to drag it back to where it belongs and pulled, but it didn't budge. I couldn't move the darn thing. It felt like it weighed a literal ton. I leaned back and pulled it with both hands. That thing wasn't moving. I stood there dumbfounded. The overhead lights on the garage flickered. I tried lifting the lid off the trash can just to do something. It was stuck. The trash can was completely immovable. The lights flickered again and turned off. Everything went black. I heard a loud buzzing for a second, and the lights flickered back to life. The trash can had moved again. Now it was near the curb. I started freaking out. This whole thing was way too weird. I ran back inside the house and locked the door. I watched the yard through the window for maybe about an hour, and nothing happened at all. I sat in front of the computer screen and watched the cameras. I was buzzing. I wasn't sure what I was hoping to see. I didn't believe in ghosts, and I wasn't sure what could possibly be going on. The camera on the side of the house was still black. I kept glancing at it anyway, then it turned on. The gate was open, and I saw my dog standing there. I forgot that I had let him out just a few minutes earlier. He was looking at something. I saw him raise his hackles like he was scared. Then both cameras turned off again, and the screens were dead. I got up and ran to the garage and opened the automatic door. My dog heard and ran to me. He was whimpering, and his tail was between his legs. I was patting him on the head when I saw something move alongside the front yard. It was smallish and fast. For a second, I thought it was a cat or something, but it couldn't be. It had pale skin. I only saw it for a second, but I was sure. My dog whimpered and bolted in the house. The lights above the garage flickered again. I flipped on the switch to the lights inside the garage, but they didn't respond, and it went dark again. 
that buzzing sound returned and changed into this low hum. My eyes were adjusting to the dark, and I saw something in the shadows near the street. It was a short, pale kid. That's what I thought at first as it started moving towards me. I saw that its head was bulbous. It was too big to be a kid. It opened its eyes and revealed these large black orbs, and it blinked several times. The lights flickered again, and when they turned off, I heard this squealing noise. Like someone was burning rubber in their car, but there was no smell. Right as the lights came back on, I saw my trash can pop up and then blast straight into the air, and the whole thing was completely silent. I ran into the driveway and looked up, but the trash can was gone. It disappeared, and so did the little person or whatever it was that I saw. I just stood there and looked up at the sky for a long time. I locked the side gate, and even though it felt completely pointless, I went inside and I checked the cameras. I saw nothing in the side yard camera. It had blacked out, but the camera in the front of the garage was working. I rewound the footage. The trash can was sitting there. The lights above the garage flickered, and the screen went white, and when it came back, I was standing in the driveway, and the trash can was gone. I kept re-watching it over and over, looking for anything, a pale person or those giant black eyes, but there was nothing there. My wife was right to suspect something, but I still don't know how to explain any of it. Thanks for watching and let me know what you think of these stories in the comments below. Don't forget that you can listen to my episodes on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. I try to upload every single day on this channel and on Donovan Dread 2, where I release shorter content. Same great encounters, just a little bit shorter. Also, if you want to see crazy encounters captured on trail cams, then check out Dread Captures. It's part of the Dread Network, where we go over live footage of very strange encounters that are sent into the Facebook group or videos that are circulating on the web. Last but certainly not least, check out Lilith Dread. She releases the same great content daily on her channel. You'll find all of these links below. Thanks and take care.